Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, and I'm excited for our guest today because they have reached some amazing milestones. They were inspired by the success and lifestyle of his mother, who was a pioneer in the e-commerce space in New Zealand, having built and operated a successful store from 1997 to its sale in 2021. They, he began his venture in the online space in 2011 while working in the financial market and has been involved in projects ranging from CPA marketing, affiliate marketing, Kindle publishing, e-commerce stores, ad management, digital agency, business and affiliate coaching, and so much more. And after he left the workforce in 2017 to pursue his ad agency, he later pivoted to something of a passion, affiliate marketing. He then won the ClickFunnels Two Comma Club Award in 2021 for generating over $1 million through a single sales funnel with over 900, he just updated me, 900 students to date. Our guest now enjoys his private coaching with his ultimate marketing mastermind coaching program. Please welcome Jamie Gardner to the show. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. What an introduction. My goodness. If, if I didn't have an ego before, I certainly do now. Would you say it like that? That is incredible. Uh, I, well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> the, the thanks and the appreciation is on my side, uh, Jamie, because I, when I saw you come into the, the schedule, I was like, oh my God, we have a ClickFunnel. I've been wanting to get someone inside the ClickFunnel family on the show. So I'm happy that we got a two, to- a two comma award winner on the show to talk about how you did it with affiliate marketing and all that fun stuff. So Please, the pleasure is all mine having you on the show. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. What, what, a, what an incredible welcome. It's, uh, it's interesting <laughs> when you paint that picture of it's, it's just been a journey, been a real journey. When, and I forgot that I'd actually uh, put that out there and, and mentioned that type of stuff. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of humbling when you hear someone else say it. When I when I I hate talking about myself. So when I hear someone says, "Oh, he's an award winner or this and that," I'm like, "No, shh, stop." And plus, I'm Canadian, so it's like ingrained in me to be humble. Um, But Jamie, I want to go back to your start. Like you said, you were inspired by your mom, who pretty much probably pioneered the game of online stores in '97 when no one was doing anything online. Um, what made you decide to transition from, you know, transition into the online space? Was there a moment in 2011? Yeah, yeah, there was, yes. <laughs> How long have we got? So it said this was 30 minutes. Um, I hope you don't ramble. If, if this takes the whole 30 minutes, I think it's going to be more than worthwhile. Uh, <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, yeah, basically 2011, I used to work for a company that was specializing in uh, derivatives products. So, um it's a product called contracts for difference. So think like futures, options, things like that. And so 
Uh, it was an incredibly stressful time. I started uh, on the 16th of September 2008 uh, for that company. And the reason I remember that is because Lemons Brothers, the big um, investment bank, collapsed the day, day prior. And so I walk into the scene and it is just absolute chaos and there's yelling and screaming and angry people. And like it was just mental. And so I was like, cool, I, I feel like home. This is amazing. <laughs> so, but of course, three years of, of going through the most tumultuous uh, times in the financial markets and, and at that point at least anyway um, I was starting to get burnt out and 2011 saw a whole bunch of random stuff happen it was like the um, I think the Fukushima power plant had happened and that caused chaos on the markets as well um, there was also a couple of things like a flash crash we had a, a couple of random spikes in the markets that just caused just absolute havoc and so I remember thinking at that time my mum was uh she was living in a state of semi-retirement from the early 2000s, basically, and she was she'd gallivant all around the world. She'd gone and lived overseas a couple of different times, and then she sold her house and bought a bus and just cruised around on that, and then she sold that and bought a house and then cruised around New Zealand on a motorbike and all this type of stuff, and she was just living living life. And I was like, there's something, there's a disconnect. <laughs> like, what's that? Like, here I am, like, slaving away in the corporate world uh, in, a, in a very high pace, very stressful uh, environment, which I loved. I absolutely loved the financial markets, but I was also aware that it's not sustainable long term. Like I'm going to reach the point where this is this is the this is the moment. And so, started setting up financial markets related blogs. And I don't know why I decided to do three at once, uh, as you do. Um, and so they they were just belly flopped. Uh, wasn't didn't really go anywhere. I think I've still got the domains for one of them at least anyway. And uh, yeah, just completely crashed at that. Uh, really, just just was trying to skip the queue. I, I really wanted just the money now. I, I wasn't willing to address my mindset, my relationship with money, and all this type of stuff. And um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a pretty tough ride for the first few years. But uh, I was inspired by her, and inspired by the financial markets, basically, and and my my position in the market at that time. And so I was like, I am going to make this online stuff happen no matter what. <laughs> and so in 2011, you started those three blogs. They were probably maybe considered your first uh, failure. And entrepreneurs have thousands of failures in their, their wake as they move. When did you realize you had to correct them some things? Like you mentioned your, your mindset around money. Um, when did you realize, okay, I have to start investing in myself to become the success that I want to be? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, it took a very long time. I'm, I'm probably, <laughs> perhaps I, I don't think I'm a slow learner. I think I'm, I think when it comes to interpersonal stuff within myself, I'm probably just a little bit slower to to adapt and, and adjust. And so, I was really stubborn. I'm like, no, I, I'm sure that I can, you know, make tens of thousands of dollars out of this twelve dollar course. I'm, I'm sure like the, the sales page wouldn't lie to me. No, I'm, I'm adamant. <laughs> And so um, I was just, I was probably just, I was probably a little bit too stubborn. I think I was just stubborn in my resolve to make something work at that level. And um, it sort of led me on this on this kind of wild goose chase. And I did end up investing quite significantly when it came to e-commerce. I actually set up, a, a, again, for some reason, I decided to set up three e-commerce stores. I don't know why I do three things at once. It's kind of crazy. Um I love to give myself very harsh lessons. That's that's the moral of it. But uh, yeah, effectively, I, I started investing at that point, and it still took me quite a number of years after that to really go really deep into the 
and to the investment side of things for for investing in myself, so to speak. Uh, but when I when I did, uh, interestingly enough, that's also when I was years and years and years later. Actually, that's when I started to really understand the lessons and really start to attract my ideal clientele as well. Because I, I think I was starting to reflect what I was putting in, if, if that makes sense. So yeah, it took a while. <laughs> no, I, I like how you said you were reflecting what was inside out. If you were unsuccessful, you're not going to bring in the success that you want. Yeah. The minute you start changing that, you like you said, you started bringing in your ideal client. Um, when did you decide to, did you switch, always do affiliate marketing? So I'm like jumping around here, but did you always start with affiliate marketing with the, uh, the blogs and the e-commerce store? Or was this something that you're like, oh, this is something that you built later? Uh, I, I was sort of, I sort of just tried a bunch of stuff and like the, the sort of, spiel that I gave you kind of like just scratches the surface of the amount of stuff that I had tried over the years and like it was just insane just now that I look at it and, and I've actually forgotten so much of it as well but it kind of went from blogging to uh, CPA marketing which is you know cost per acquisition um, slightly different model um, put a ton of ad spend I started running ads across pretty much every network I could find uh, which then led me into oh well hang on my, my mother is an e-commerce like pioneer in New Zealand, maybe I should just do that e-commerce stuff. And so hence why I started doing that, got into drop shipping, started uh, running ads on Facebook for, for drop shipping. Um, different, I, I have no interest in jewelry, but I was like, oh, jewelry seems like a good thing. I should just do that. So I started doing that and then I, I had a generalist store and then I tried another kind of like uh, eBay arbitrage type thing. Um, and that was in 2015. And, and at that time I also uh, unfortunately was in and out of work for, for about two years actually it was such a weird time in my life and that unfortunately with uh, some really really bad investments some very very poor personal uh, choices and um and a whole bunch of other thing other factors uh, living beyond my means i ended up declaring bankruptcy in, in 2015 um actually three days uh away from now but like eight years ago so that's kind of crazy. It, was, it was may may 8th 2015 so um yeah, which which was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy time, um, but one of the best things that, that, that's ever happened to me, strangely enough. So, um, anyway, sorry, I forgot what your question was. No, it's, it's way, fine. Way like, off topic. <laughs> it's fine. I was just wondering, like, when did you decide to jump in hardcore, like a hundred percent, when you realized affiliate marketing was the 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 vehicle for you? Right. Yeah. Uh, it had always been a vehicle all along. I just, I, I think I was dabbling a whole bunch of stuff. And then it wasn't until I managed to quit work 2017. I, I got my um, my one and only client at that stage that I was running ads for. They paid me a thousand bucks a month. So I got from a pretty decent salary at that point, six figures to, to like, you know, a, a slight reduction, shall we say. And um, yeah, and, and through, through like a series of, going broke and having a little bit of cash and going broke and then living uh, off my, my wife's salary. Um, and she just kind of looked after me for years, to be honest. And then 2019, I just basically the catalyst was I actually started to get some traction in 2018. I, I was white labeling uh, my ad expertise for another agency here in Australia. And basically they had a bunch of projects on. So December, 2018, working huge days 12 15 hour days and i'm like great i'm billing these are hours that i'm billing this is great oh my god it's gonna be a great christmas and then they didn't pay their invoice and um basically they they're, they're pretty good they ended up coming clean eventually and then to pay everything um 
so kudos to them but and they did communicate as well and i was very thankful they said listen here's what's happened basically we owe google 250k and uh you know it's gonna be a lean christmas for us as well i'm like wow okay that sucks but uh, you know whatever and it also coincided with them bringing all their marketing in-house and so they no more contractors i was like okay well that's just business you know no i can't take that personally um but it did highlight the vulnerability of that style of model uh which was a service-based business of, of that nature where i was just exchanging time for money i'd give myself another job and uh i was like okay i'm what can i do i'm going to go hard out as it's just as hard as I possibly can go on affiliate marketing and just use the the knowledge and the skills and the years and years and years and years and years of doing stuff to just make a go of it. And um, and I did, I pivoted again <laughs> and found myself broke again. Uh, sucker for punishment or something. <laughs> so yeah, that was a 2019, that was a catalyst. So 2019, you jump hardcore into affiliate marketing. You know, it's your vehicle. When did you hit the with your one funnel the 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 become the two comma club winner? Like yeah yeah. So 2019 was a really hard year. I ended up uh, struggling my way through it, and uh, you know, call it intervent, divine intervention, whatever you will. But like I, I was just I somehow I, I, I seem to be very good at attracting just good human beings into my life, and so. Uh, ended up attracting uh, someone into my life who I, I saw, and he's just—he was a young guy, um, and I was like, "This, like, he can't even shave. He's a kid. He's just like he's fresh out of high school, it seems, and he's out there just out of nowhere demolishing it in the affiliate marketing space. I'm like, and in my realm at least, anyway. And I'm like, who is this guy? This is, and he's—he's he's from Queensland, um, and his name is Jacob Karras. He's, he's now my very, 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 very good friend and, and mentor. And so he took pity on me, and he sort of like. I, we ended up, you know, exchanging a few few words, and I ended up catching up with him when he was in Melbourne one time, and we got along. And he basically just dropped me a note one time. And he's like, "Hey, I've got this idea, and this is kind of what I'm what I think the gap is in affiliate marketing." And so he he helped me out with a few things, and um, he sort of became officially my mentor. And then very shortly thereafter, it was like like literally seven days after me struggling, 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 struggling like down to my last $84 of my account type stuff, I had my first $1,000 day after following his advice. And the advice, it, it wasn't, it's nothing like crazy. I mean, he's a genius, but it wasn't like, it wasn't crazy genius advice. It was literally just simplify what you're doing, get rid of the low ticket stuff because I was trying to sell $10 courses and random stuff like that. I was like, well, how, how many of those do you need to make 10K per month? I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> and, and ironically, because I come from finance, I'm like, I shouldn't know, like, you know, some mathematics behind this, right? But I didn't, I didn't even think of that. Um, and that came back to like all sorts of things about self-worth and you know, not feeling worthy enough to sell high ticket all that type of stuff, which was, again, stupid because I had sold literally at this point millions and millions of dollars worth all sorts of stuff in my corporate career prior to that. Uh, and so then, uh, yeah, basically simplify get rid of that stuff you everything seems to be working in your group so don't worry about all these other 900 different traffic sources that you're trying and then just do that and i'm like okay fine and so bang literally seven days later like book a call get someone on the call introduce them to the high ticket offer made a sale like oh my god this is amazing and you know tears of joy all that kind of stuff and then um yeah that was it that was a catalyst and then it just it like literally that moment uh that first big high ticket sale which is probably not big now that i look at it but a thousand bucks to me was was a ton of cash it's uh about 1344 australia roughly roughly i wasn't counting or anything <laughs> you went like, well, I'm okay, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. and 16 cents if i remember correctly um 
But yeah, that was a catalyst. It was just like, it unlocked a secret level of my brain. And it was almost like all these years of struggling and bankruptcy and being broke and feeling like inferior and like depression and, and suicidal tendency, all this kind of crazy stuff. It, it was like, oh, it was all for a reason. It all makes sense. All this knowledge just like, it just somehow assimilated in my mind. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Samsonite, I was way off. Why was I looking over here the whole time? So yeah, and that was it. And then literally, um, so I partnered with him and uh, our other other friend uh, Chris Dobley, and so it was three of us. And then uh, basically, we took on some beta students. We we were selling. Um, so I went from being an affiliate at that point to then being an affiliate for my own coaching program, which was kind of cool. And um, within we, we sold some beta spots for that. Uh, and I think it was like a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. And it was like uh, it's called the Super Affiliate Accelerator. And um, uh, basically, we we built that, and Jacob built that, and Chris and I sort of like held on for dear life because he's, he's a very focused individual. And uh, yeah, and then literally like 14 months later, all of a sudden we, we kind of looked at the stats. We're like, uh, we just hit a mill. Like we've, we've done it. We've, we've gone past a million bucks. Like, wow, what the hell? And so yeah, submitted that to ClickFunnels. They said awesome. That was in February 2021. It took us maybe another eight or nine months beyond that to then actually submit the uh, get the awards and stuff like that because um, we need to fill in paperwork and all sorts of things so but uh yeah what a wild ride absolutely crazy so man crazy memories <laughs> no i can i can only imagine when you realized that it was like we hit a million dollars like that moment must have been like solidified in your memories like that like your first day selling a thousand dollars right that that's yeah. a huge thing like like you said it changed the way you look at everything then you hit you realize that you sold a million dollars you went from a thousand dollar day to we've just generated in 18 months a million dollars yeah if you could if you had a memory from your time doing this whole thing teaching people doing the affiliate marketing that cemented why you did it to get that freedom to pretty much be like your mom have that freedom that your mom had um for your students do you have a memory that you can share with us of like a driving force to well yeah yeah so uh helping a client maybe have that thousand dollar day moment like realize like oh my god this is this is how i do it this is like realize like they're reaching their goals yeah yeah oh man there's, there's so many like i could probably talk about this for quite a while actually but i'll, I'll start with myself because um, I'm a narcissistic <laughs> and it's all about me right <laughs> this whole show is about you so it's fine yeah, you're a narcissist yeah. oh no he says as his head starts to swell too big for his headphones uh nah look so my my initial like my my why has actually it's it's evolved somewhat right so initially it was like I need to free myself from this I need to do this and I had a, a very strong driving force and, and I think Anyone that's done anything in life, I think I think there is a very strong driving force behind them. It's it's often attached to, not always, but often attached to some very deep seated insecurities as well. And so for me, it's I won't go into like the whole thing. I'm still still trying to work it out. You know, I've got my own mental stuff to to deal with, but um, you know, it, it was kind of like just acceptance from parents. You know, all, all that quite stereotypical stuff, which is was really interesting because I've, I've got an incredible relationship with both both mum and dad. Um, but that, that is one of the things that I've sort of had to explore as well is where that came from. Um, divorces and you know, all this type of stuff, health issues as a baby, blah, blah, blah. So um, that was the initial driving factor, like just a very solid determination to make something happen. And, and 
I, I guess to, to prove to myself that I could do it, prove to my parents that I could do it, not that they really give a crap at all, to be honest, but they're just happy I'm alive, basically. But um, And then eventually <clears throat> it became... I, I just can't I can't do the workforce anymore. I just don't the, the whole system just isn't wired and I, I'm, I'm not I'm not conceited to, to think that it's all about I'm, I'm too I can't do the workforce I'm too good for that it's nothing like that it's actually the, the opposite which was the fight of being in sales and knowing that you have literally brought in millions and millions and millions of dollars of revenue to various companies and then you're, you're scrounging at the end of the month into the quarter for like these scraps like oh yeah but you know the the budget like your target was 10 million and you got nine million eight hundred and thousand and so you know you've missed your budget and you don't get a commission like whoa hang on a minute like uh, whoa and so that battle of always like fighting i was just like it doesn't make this doesn't make sense it's just something inherently wrong with this this model so it was a very deep determination based on that and um just not really liking the entrepreneurial uh business model which is you know when you're governed by the hierarchy of decisions basically and uh and then eventually once i left the workforce and i was like free so to speak and even though i'd given myself another job i didn't care it was like even if i worked 15 hours a day which was significantly more than what i was doing and uh, when i was gainfully employed it was still my choice to do that so i'm like yeah i'm free this is awesome and then i would look at my my doting wife and she was also working ridiculous days under an incredibly stressful job and so my why change for me to i i got to get her out of here i got to like figure this out and and make it make it happen and so the the crazy thing was when i had that first 1k day that was uh late october 2019 i was doing well enough by march the next year 2020 that uh she was taking a career break she's like we want to try for kids blah blah I want to just not be in a stressful environment. I'm going to have a, a career break for six months. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. And so she basically had a career break. And then towards the end of that six month period, I was like, you know, we we're kind of doing okay. Like, I, I think we'll, I think I'm okay to look after us now. If you want to just not go back, and she's like, okay, sounds good. So she had to go back. And so I say all this because now she works with me full time, which is. Topic for another time. Of course, this should be um, different types of problems for another yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll leave that for the relationship podcast later on. Nah, that's cool. We, we we need to get along like a household fire. She's absolutely magnificent. But uh, what was I saying? Yeah, and so, but then interestingly, it's that whole thing. Uh, and this is a, a, a phrase that I learned off fellow Kiwi Sam Ovens, which is about putting your own oxygen mask on first. And so that's kind of how my pathway was. It's like I needed to put my own oxygen mask on first before I help my people around me. And now that I've done that and I've done that, then it's like, I've found that now my, my drive actually comes from my, my people, like my audience, like the people that I serve. And so, uh, it has evolved significantly since, uh, since early days. So, yeah. Oh, I, I like that evolution and th- that quote, like put your own oxygen mask on first, then you can start helping other people, which <laughs> I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that drive in them. They're like they, they, they need to help themselves before they help other people because they need to figure it out themselves or, you know, like if you, you don't know what you're doing, you can't help someone else <laughs> with not knowing. So I, I love that. Um, if you could give a tip in the affiliate marketing space, cause it is, we, we see so many gurus sell it online saying, oh, you can make passive income with affiliate marketing. Is affiliate marketing really that passive? Uh... <laughs> 
Hang on, let me get the worm can and just. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so I yeah, far out. <clears throat> uh, I might frustrate a few people here. You you can create some level of passivity. There there is some level, but there's unless you've got cash and you, that's sitting in a in a safe investment thing, then that's the true definition of a passive income. The rest of it is labor intensive. There's a, there's a, a labor exchange for that passivity. Um, and a lot of people might argue that, but I, I don't care. They can argue what they like. <laughs> because it's, it's just, and, and, and I think one of the, the problems is because it's a, because the barrier of entry is very low to get into affiliate marketing, it attracts, like I was, and, and a reflection on my own journey, I was very desperate for something to work because I was in a mountain of debt early 2011 through to uh, going bankrupt 2015. And so I was carrying the stress around and I wanted a quick fix. So I just, I'm like, all I need is just a hundred bucks a day. And once I get the hundred bucks a day, oh my God, like a life is going to change. And I had this mentality of just wanting to skip the queue of wanting to, avoid that of wanting to have the, the passive income and and which is ironic because i traditionally have an okay work ethic but i just wanted to skip past that i wasn't ready to address the mental hang-ups that i had around my relationship with money and like all that type of stuff and so i was desperate really really desperate so i just wanted the, the system or the hack to make it work and unfortunately that is the psychology of so many people jumping into it and a lot of the time it's because the expectations that get sold are like hey you know the next 30 days we can get you up to 10k per month no problem easy peasy don't worry about it and the, the problem is that there is evidence to suggest that that can happen i've got students one of which cracked over 10k in 49 days got like from a standing start I've got other folks that did like 50k in four months like there is these outliers and, and i'm really really transparent with the stuff i say listen these are outlier. These people are not like normal. Like they've either got an existing audience or they've got like there is something different that that they the capacity to focus is different than most of most of humanity. They you know they they're just different breeds, right? Like don't take the outliers and, and place your expectations based on what these outliers have done, because then you know the the difference between your expectations and reality is going to lead to either happiness or unhappiness based on that. So. I always set expectations like super low and yeah, I'm very transparent with my marketing as a result. Um, can you get passive income? Kind of, yeah. You can set up blogs, you can do things like set up uh, like faceless or faced uh, YouTube channels as well. It seems to be a popular model. Uh, you can outsource a lot of stuff, you know, like even with what I'm doing, I, I basically run a Facebook group and, and monetize the, the pants of it and uh, I'm able to outsource a, a bunch of stuff off, off the back of that but even then none of it's really passive like it's still client engagement and you know selling and all, of, all that type of stuff as well so yeah it's, it's not as easy as, as it makes as it's made out and unfortunately because of the mindset of most people that jump into it it it's, uh, you know, leads to a very high attrition rate because it is harder but it is also it's a, such a ridiculously simple business model and interestingly, sorry, rambling now, but go ahead, ramble, ramble. This is education <laughs> to my listeners. Trust me, the rambling episodes for some reason do even better than the ones that are straight concrete. Yeah. So please. So, oh man, now I lost my train of thought. It was really good. There was a nugget too. <sighs> uh, outliers. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, the the. Like affiliate marketing is so unbelievably simple, and and this is this is the thing that people miss is that circling back in 2011, if all I had done for that entire time is just I'm going to work on one blog, if that's all I done, I would be like 
unbelievably wealthy by now, probably. I would, or, or if not wealthy, I would have, I would probably have a lot of passive income, and all that cash would have been invested into other things. And so, therefore, if I just kept going with that one mechanism, with that one thing over an extended period of time, I would have gone way, 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 way further than had I just chop and change above line. Yes, I've had some cool experience. Yes, I, I can usually very accurately read. What's happening from a psychological level for my students? Because I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you probably got sucked in by that idea, and you know, like, I can kind of read read how that goes, but um, which has been beneficial. Uh, but yeah, I would be miles ahead if I just stuck with it. And, and so that's the sort of the lesson and sort of the advice I would, I would give to anyone that is tuning in is, you know, pick one, pick one traffic source. That's all you need to start with: one traffic source, one offer. Right? Don't make it super complex, and one method to convert folks into customers and if you if you focus on that and you do it over an extended period of time good things will happen great advice from someone who's a, a two comma club winner um with click funnels which is already doing amazing things i i'm a very big proponent of click funnels i love what russell brunson is doing and he's one of the top 10 guests that i want to have on because he's a he's changing the world for digital entrepreneurs so I, I i'm looking forward to one day having that opportunity to have him on the podcast but we are coming to the end uh jamie and i hate it because i'm enjoying you i'm so i'm going to definitely invite you back for a second time but we're going to do the spark question of the show for my audience who's just tuning in now spark is by seek discomfort an amazing youtube channel you should check them out but is there a habit or belief that took you a long time to unlearn i think you may have touched on this a little earlier but <laughs> oh to want to get to to success it's it's just a habit or a belief that took you a long time to unlearn or took you a while to uh, unlearn yeah, uh, so belief, uh, I mean, you know, habits are, are something that you can form and you can evolve with, with a bit of mental fortitude, I guess, uh, or a lot of mental fortitude, I should say. Um, but the belief, the belief one was, was a, a massive, massive, massive thing for me. And it, it was really fascinating because I was, I was privy to seeing like literally billions of dollars exchanging hands through, through this company I work with, like through the... Uh, um, foreign exchange markets, things like that, like literally billions. And it was just crazy to see the, the size of these numbers floating around. And then the people that would become clients and they'll just like randomly leave just hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars in their accounts without even touching and just kind of almost like they forget that they've got all this money lying around everywhere. And so, yeah, what a, what a terrible problem to have. That yeah, right. Oh, I have, wait, there's, I have a billion dollars over there. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to have that. Uh, That's a problem I would yeah. love to have. I must have left it somewhere. It must be around here somewhere. It's in my other pants. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but seeing that and seeing the attitudes and, and what was really important, I, I, I didn't, it took me so many years to get the lesson. But when I saw that and I, I remember thinking, I mean, these guys are nuts. Like they can't even remember when they've left like 150K sitting in their account type stuff. And like, yeah, it was, it was just a mental. But then, the, the level of detachment that comes with that where it's kind of like there's no fear like oh my god i need that 150k now like it was just it was actually the opposite it's like oh what oh yeah, yeah i suppose you got some cash lying around there or whatever um and so at the time i thought oh these you know how could you not know that you've got you know upwards of a million dollars just sitting in an account somewhere like had like what's your how, who are you like it's crazy for, for me to contemplate but then years later i i've took such a deep dive into my own beliefs around money and, and self-worth and uh, deservability and, and things like that. And I started realizing that 
one of the things I, I teach is, is being detached because uh, in a sales dynamic, if you are, oh, hopefully this is the one, hopefully they buy my thing, then you, you've got a desperate energy. And that desperate energy is, is like, it's just like this toxic pheromone and people can smell it even through like a, a digital medium such as this. So uh, it took me many, 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 many years to, to learn more about that. And um if you're okay for me to share a little story with you. Please, please. I, I don't mind if we go long. I, I usually put it to 30 <laughs> minutes for uh, for my guest time, but if you're willing to go further, we will go further, sir. Awesome. So I'll share a little story with you, um, with you, with your listeners, and uh, hopefully, I like telling it, so maybe there might be one person in the audience that picks something up from it. But in terms of the belief system around money, um, I, like I say, historically very broke and very good at being broke. There was a, there was a certain comfort in the discomfort of being broke, if, if that makes any sense at all. And, and it was because when you are stepping into a new phase, you're, you're opening yourself up to receiving money, then it's it's can be kind of uncomfortable. And a lot of people like myself, self-sabotage. Like my big thing that I used to do was I, I used to trade the financial markets, which is one of the reasons why I, I ended up going bankrupt. Uh, and I would trade it heavily, like crazy amounts. And I would do the most ridiculous things. Like there was one night in particular where I was just, I don't know, it was kind of like I had an out-of-body experience. I can't even explain it. But I was in the zone. I turned 124 bucks into uh, 14K overnight. And I'm like, oh, my God, if I keep going at this rate, I'm going to be retired in like a day and a half. This is incredible. And the, the crazy thing was once I started waking up to the consciousness that this isn't just numbers on the screen. This is like, oh, that's money. That's that's my debt paid off at that time. And then, oh my God, and this other thing, and then I could do it. And then, you know, my girlfriend at the time, we'd take on holiday and like, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then as soon as I became conscious of it, I, I started getting desperate and fearful and like, oh, and like I'd place these crazy stupid trades where I could be risking like 10 grand in a trade and I'd blow up my entire account. And then of course I get my credit card out and I try and, you know, go again. It's something called the gambler's fallacy. Anyway, um, so I had seen how, when you are detached and you just open your consciousness, how things can happen in a miraculously incredible way. And that was like, that was just one of, of dozens of examples of where, where I used to do that. And it was always the same pattern, like tiny little bit of cash, blow it up into this huge mountain and then also blow it up. And so my account would be destroyed. So in 2019, I was going through a phase where I was again, like super, super, super broke. And uh, my wife was at her wit's end because she'd been, pretty much funding me more or less. Um, and there was, there's all these really weird, not weird, but like quite hard situations that played out where she wanted to travel. And I was like, I want to build my business. And so then she's like, I, but I, I get a month off every year and I want to travel. I can't find something that I basically lose the momentum that happened two years in a row. Not that I begrudge the, the travel at all, but again, it was like starting from zero or less than every single time I started getting frustrated. She started getting frustrated because she's like, well, you know, when's this business of yours going to take off, mister? And uh, I was like, fine, no worry, no pressure. I'll go back to work if I have to. Like, if, if that's the sacrifice I need to make, then so be it. And um, there was a catalyst. There was something that changed for me, and, and it and it's basically stuck with me and something that I, I carry with me all the time as a memory. And the, the day prior to me having my first $1,000 day, which, like I say, in Australian dollars, that was $1,344, was just... <laughs> Like I think Canada and ourselves, I think we're on a pretty similar exchange rate, if I'm not mistaken. So it's it's you know thousand dollars US. You're like, yeah, this is amazing. But the, the the days leading up to that, I was 
unbelievably broke and I was down to my last $84 and I was trying to let go of all my ad clients and uh, I was like getting these little snippets of cash here and there and I was just kind of like collecting it up and you know I'd be worried about having five bucks of like oh do I have enough money in my card if I pay for this like it was just it was just a really bad time I was really depressed as well about that because I just felt like a failure as a human being and what happened was I, I, just, I made a conscious choice to change. I was like, I, I, I've seen it happen before. I know it can happen, but it, like, what am I missing? What's the thing? And so I got the advice and I ignored the advice that from my, my now mentor and all that for a very long time until eventually I just, the pain threshold got too much. I'm like, fine, I'll just follow what you say. I'll just, I'll just do it fine. One traffic source, one offer, one high ticket thing, one conversion mechanism. All right, cool, done, easy. Like, fine, I'll do it. I'll do what you say, fine. And so I was like, okay, well, that's that's one decision made. That's cool. The next one was, but what do I do? I'm like super broke now. Like, can I actually make this whole thing work myself? And uh, interestingly, I'd seen this video from Tony Robbins, and it's a it's about three minutes, and it's just a little clip, and he he's told the story many times, to my understanding. And it was basically where he, as a 24 year old man, whatever it was, he basically gave away his last seventeen dollars, I think it was, uh, to this young child who was taking his mum out to lunch and it was all the money he had in the world and rent was due like three days later and all this type of stuff and he just the way he expressed it he said i just floated home because i've just done something that was beyond myself it wasn't just me going oh i need money it was like something that giving and and, and the act of giving in that moment was something so uh so beautiful for him I thought, oh, yeah, I think I've done that type of stuff before as well. That's kind of cool. And so I was doing that. I was doing some neuro-linguistic programming because I realized that there had been times in my life where I had done this ridiculous thing. I had, had attracted stupid amounts of money in a very short space of time um, and and done so in, a, in with relative ease as well. And so I, I could tap back into that. I was like, okay, well, it's just a is a feeling. It was something that was happening. So can I tap back into that? So I did, did some neuro-linguistic programming and um, had anchor points to different things. And so I was doing those two things. And I basically thought, how can I replicate what Tony was doing? And so I took my wife out to lunch and um, on, a, on a Sunday afternoon. And I, like I say, I had $84 in my account. And I, I stress this because Normally, if I would go out, it would be like, oh, I need to check my phone. I, uh, is, is there an automatic debit that I've forgotten? Is there some sort of freaky bill that I didn't know was there? Like, do I can I face the humiliation of going up to the counter and paying only to find that my car gets declined and I don't have enough money? And so normally there's just like this panic around that the whole time. And this time it was different. I was just like, no, I'm going to go out. I'm going to have a great, t- great day and just enjoy ourselves. And we did. We went out because I'm... I'm such a hopeless romantic. I took her to the lovely restaurant called Kentucky Fried Chicken, and yeah, don't sound not good to you, babe. If people listen to this, and uh, but she she was super grateful, and, and that's probably one one of the reasons why we we worked well together. And um, then off the back of that, we we went to a movie, and I bought popcorn, like blah blah blah. Just had a nice, just a nice day. It was just really, really nice and relaxed. And we had a good time. Didn't think about money the entire time. Didn't worry if my car declined. I was like, it's going to be okay. It's fine, whatever. And so, sure enough, we get home, and I'm like, awesome. Okay, now I'm down to like thirty two dollars. So, all right, that's uh, okay. Well, no invoices out. There's no like, to the best of my knowledge, there's no like magic commissions I'm about to to receive. But I'm just going to be relaxed and open to it. I'll start looking for jobs when I, you know, tomorrow, like if things don't work out. And um, that was cool. And so the very next day, I hop on a call with someone who had been in my audience for a little while. 
And I just happened to have the exact offer they'd been looking for for some time. And he's like, yeah, okay, we can get this done now. Boom, 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 bang, there you go. There's you know, a thousand bucks for you. And it was like, it, it landed and I was just running my, around my apartment to that work at the time, running around my apartment screaming like I was crying tears of joy. And I've never felt that rich in my entire life. Like it was just absolutely amazing, amazing feeling. And so I, I tell you the story because the, the lesson in it is basically things can happen and change literally straight away. Like they can just change overnight if, if you open yourself and allow that to happen. And when you release the fear of not having stuff and you're grateful for what you do have, uh, some incredible things can happen really, really quickly. So I like I like that lesson. It's something that I remind myself of. If I ever feel some sort of like restriction in the flow of abundance, I always think back to that. Good things tend to take off very quickly thereafter as a result. So. I love it. You have your own Tony Robbins story, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it may not be giving a kid $17, but you went like, you know what, I'm going to treat my wife to an amazing Kentucky fried chicken dinner, you know, have a nice date, be that hopeless romantic, you know, go for the movie popcorn and all that. And if I get paid, I get paid. But that's a problem for tomorrow. Today, we're just yeah. going to enjoy it. I think that the present being present in the moment is something that's so important. Yeah. Um, Jamie, I, I can't thank you enough for being here. I'm going to jump off stage. Please let my audience know where they can follow you, maybe be mentored by you, whatever it is. The floor, sir, is yours. Thank you so much. Uh, guys, I really uh, have really enjoyed this. It's been absolutely incredible. And, and uh, Phil, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me on here. If anyone is interested, what I specialize in is monetizing Facebook groups and specifically building a personal brand. Now, as ironic as this may sound, I have a very simple system that actually starts off without funnels. So if you're interested in learning more about how being able to help over 900 students absolutely crush it with high ticket affiliate marketing and acquiring coaching clients, things like that through this very simple community conversion mechanism, feel free to check out ultimatemarketingmastermind.com. There's a free case study there. And if you're interested in looking at seeing whether this might be applicable for your specific situation, there's an option to book a call with myself. Now, what I'd like to really stress is, yes, I've sold millions of dollars worth of stuff, but I can absolutely categorically assure you this is a no pressure no stress, no manipulative sales tactics. It's literally just seeing whether what I have is appropriate for your situation. And in many cases, sadly, it isn't. And I will be quite gladly able to tell you that or at least point you in the right direction if it's not a good fit. So once again, that is ultimatemarketingmastermind.com. Feel free to check out the free case study there. Cheers. Awesome. Uh, Jamie, thank you again for coming on, sharing your story, sharing that Tony Robbins version, your own Tony Robbins version. It's now the Jamie story. That's yeah. what I'm calling it. Um, I can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, so again, thank you so much for spending some time with us. My pleasure. This has been uh, really, really fun. Thanks so much for your time as well, Phil. You are very, very welcome to my audience. As you know, in the show notes down below, you'll find all the links to connect with Jamie. And I'm going to try my best to get that Tony Robbins story in there. But I think I'm just going to use your story from now on because I think it's a better story. But yeah, check out the show notes down below. And remember to always invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, 
make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be feel better stories of monetization moguls or making moguls this is what I do. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. But I want to thank you very much for listening. And as always, remember to invest.